0: You are listening to the Downtown Larned Podcast, the podcast where we aim to cultivate vision for the future of downtown Larned. We are so grateful to have you join us this week. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Downtown Larned Podcast. So excited to have you this week. I am alone again. This is this is becoming a, uh, a habit of, of Jared. I'm, I, I feel lonely, and he's usually the <laughs> the radio voice that that brings us in and out of the conversations. And uh, so I apologize. You have to listen to me again this week. But um, joined alongside me is Taylene Van Norden, and I, I said that right. I've always yeah,
1: you right? said it perfectly. Okay.
0: Yeah, All right, well, perfect. There we go. <laughs> um, but Taylene, she she owns uh, Scraps Coffee House. Is it Scraps Coffee House? And scrapbooking. Is that the you know, when we title? first
1: started, we said it was scraps, the coffee shop and scrapbook store, but yeah. it's so many more things now than we first started. <laughs> so I just often say scraps. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep it as scraps. That's great. But uh, Taylene, we are so excited to, to have you Thank on you. the podcast. I, I can't tell you um, how many people really honestly on a, on a daily basis come in and, and are so thrilled about scrap because State Farm, if you don't know, is just directly across the street from scrap. So um, usually people either come into our office with a coffee in their hand or uh, finish up with State Farm and, and head over there. So um, my point is, is is there's nothing but positive things about scraps in the community. Um, Thank I you. think that you and previous episodes, I've, I have mentioned that there's Um, there's not a whole lot of hangout spots downtown and, and scraps is, is, um, has obviously been the most consistent at that, but not only the most consistent, but a great hangout spot um, where you can get coffee, food, um, and, and enjoy good fellowship. Really? Yeah. uh, Happy to have you on. Thank you. Um, tell us, Talene, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what brought you to Larned, um, and I'll, I'll leave it
1: open in it. Okay. Well, I I came to learn about 17 years ago um, because my husband's occupation he was recruited to come here and so I guess it was a package deal. I was married and said I'll go, I'll go with you. And so um came to Larned, came in on the feedlot side. <laughs> and I always say, you should have brought me in on the other way. Right. <laughs> you know right, right, right. but but I totally understand the feedlot business now, um, not being necessarily a farm girl yeah. entirely, that's, but that's a smell of money. That's yeah. a smell of money, and that's what everybody said, and I get that now. Yeah. Um, but seventeen years ago, or a little before that, made the trek out here for my um, husband's occupation and have been here ever since.
0: Okay, and what does what does your husband do? Did you say that?
1: Um, no, he he's actually a, a primary care physician here okay. in Larned and in Great Bend. Okay, as I well. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. Yeah.
0: Well, I I know that I can speak on behalf of Larned and uh, thanking thanking you and your husband for for making that trek and making yeah. that transition. Thank I, you. I wish that um, I wish that more couples would have the other spouse open up a business. If, if, if that just happened every time, I think that Larned would be pretty well off. Yeah. We
1: might have every storefront full. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure.
0: Okay. So that you said 17 years ago. 17 right? years ago. So where did scraps, was it an, an immediate decision or did you have to kind of warm up to it?
1: I think I had always had that thought in my mind of owning a business. Uh, my parents own their own business uh, my grandparents own their own business. So I had always come from that entrepreneurial side and thought maybe that's something I'd like to, you know, dabble my hand in because my education is not in running a business. I actually went to school and got a degree in social work and a master's in social work and spent um, a good period of time, you know, um, performing duties of all kinds in that area. Mm -hmm. But when we moved here, I think I felt like there was a calling for a break. I had also, I was also pregnant with our first child. And so I kind of, I kind of wanted to transition from, you know, the corporate world to also being um, home with a child, but I'm also one of those people that I just can't be at home all the time. So I felt like there had to be something there for me. And, um, Honestly, I was I was pretty lonely when I first moved here because with my husband's occupation, I felt like he left in the dark and came home in the dark. And I was like, I don't even think I know anybody other than my neighbors. And um, honest to goodness, there was a lady that worked with my husband that said, "You know, your wife ought to get together on weekends and um, go to the basement of the Lutheran church. There's some ladies there that scrapbook. And so he came home and told me that, and I thought, I don't do arts and crafts. <laughs> I'm not an arts and crafts girl, but I thought, you know, I'm really desperate to make friends and I've got a baby. So, Hey, I've got some decent pictures. I'll go give it a try. Um, Tromp down the stairs of the church and recognize there is, I mean, it looked like somebody vomited crafts (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) and And of course my mind didn't let me just go, Hey, that's really cool. I automatically started thinking people are spending a ton of money on a hobby how can I turn this into a business right. in this little town?
0: Yeah,
1: and so I think that um, our love for coffee, our love for um, seeing that little niche of of crafting, I think that's what kind of began to spark that idea of can we put these together? Yeah, right. and we began that research to to see if that would work.
0: Okay, so basement
1: of Lutheran Church is where it all started. Basement of the Lutheran Church in my brain is where it all started. I I, guess. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> no, me either. That's yeah. what's so surprising. Me either. So
0: well, that's that's a very interesting story because there's not too many businesses, and I'm sure I'll be corrected about this down the road. But it seems like if you're opening up a business in Larned, you've you've been here your family's been here for a long time. Uh, and that's, that's good. Uh, you know, that's, sure. that's certainly not, not bad. I'm, i I am a recipient <laughs> of that. Sure. Uh, you know, I, my family has, has, it's generational at this point. Um, but at the same time, if we have more and more of our uh, homegrown people choosing not to come back, mm-hmm. either we have to supplement that somehow um, or be better at, at getting those people back. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a testament um, to you seeing that this is a place where you wanted to stay because I, I imagine you have to make that decision if you're going to start a business.
1: We did. We yeah. made that decision early on that the grass can always be greener on the other side of the fence and that we were going to lay down roots somewhere and yeah. start life.
0: Yes. So talking with Kayleen, um owner of Scraps, Scraps is – I'm trying to give a good description. If you know where the courthouse is at, if you know where the movie theater is at, right? Because I, I referenced State Farm, but not everybody knows where State Farm's at. Um, but probably everybody knows where the movie theater's at. It's directly across the street. So um, you got a new. I noticed a new sign, um,
1: right? Yes, we did. I was kind of embarrassed. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how bad it had gotten, and I needed to replace it. So I got my money out the first one for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. People, people can see scraps, right? Right Right there. there. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so tell us, uh, a little bit. So you mentioned scrapbooking, obviously Mm -hmm. coffee, Mm -hmm. um, you've got all sorts of, all sorts of decor, Mm -hmm. even apparel, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when we first started the business plan obviously included coffee and scrapbooking, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just like brewed coffee, but espresso and chai lattes, you know, smoothies all these you know things that we enjoyed that we missed from living in a city yeah. we wanted to maybe selfishly have that ourselves. So we thought, why not share it? Um, And so we knew that the business plan would, that would not work um, on those two entities alone. We knew with time, it would have to grow into other things to allow us to survive. And voila, that has happened. So yes, we still have the original coffee bar and the scrapbooking products, but we um, with time added breakfast and lunch. And then we have um, wedding services in our building and we have women's fashion and baby and home decor. So it's run a lot of little businesses underneath the business. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: I think you, you do them all well. Thank you. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, um, it's a business with many traits, but mm-hmm. um, it's, it's all done very well. So um, let's, let's move on to. Mm-hmm our segment that we call brick basics. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, we are terrible about uh, announcing our segments. Usually we just Jared and I get so caught away in the conversation that we, we just kind of head from one way to the Mm -hmm. next, but brick basics um, an explanation of it is, is basically just about your building. So Mm -hmm. naturally this is a downtown podcast and we're trying to stir interest to downtown, but Mm -hmm. um, part of that is, is businesses. Part of it is the buildings, uh, that houses the businesses. So tell us a little bit about your building and, and what you know about it and maybe how it's evolved throughout the years.
1: You know, I, I really don't know a lot of historical content about my building. From cleaning out my building at different times, I've found things. And then, of course, people come in and tell you, oh, this was the old so-and-so building. Um, I know that it was a stage clothing store. Okay. I know that Um, The co-op occupied it prior to that even, I think, and had like QB land, you know, (laughs) in there um, because I've found things from that. Um, And then we actually bought it from the Farley family that is, you know, moved away since then, but it was um, game time. Game time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe uh, you remember that. Was that part of Uh, your...
0: It was funny. I was... I was looking through. I love I love Google Maps. Yeah, and you can you can select different timelines on Google Maps, mm-hmm. and I think the earliest okay. for Larned is two thousand eight. Okay. So you can go literally just drive through two thousand eight downtown Larned, mm-hmm. and yes, I just noticed that the other day. It was it was game time, I believe. Is that about? Is that right? Two thousand eight would have been game time.
1: Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I. I probably shouldn't have
1: gotten that. But <laughs> no, but that's, I mean, you know, just like I said, from cleaning through the garage or, you yeah. know, the attic area, you find remnants of things that are like, that definitely had to be a clothing store. And mm. I mean.
0: So what? has what the most, been the most interesting thing that you found?
1: I think just like um, really old fixtures, um, okay. you know, that, that they probably had in some of those places. I'm like. What, what did they, what did they hang from this? What did they yeah. shove in that slot? You know, that, I mean, is very, very different than the fixtures that, you know, we use now yeah. to display things. So, I mean, some of that stuff, I was like, that is made out of complete brass or copper, you know, th- those kinds of things. I was like, that's pretty cool. Huh. Not really reusable. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> but it was still neat to see it, you know? Yeah. So. Okay.
0: So with you guys, Uh converting it from, so it was game time?
1: Was getting, right,
0: and you bought it from them. So correct. What what about that transformation? Because if I, I was pretty young, <laughs> but I remember there being. A, I remember taking a few slings in the batting cage
1: there. So you, did you have to take that down, or uh, you got it. Yeah. When um, so I remember saying to my husband, "Hey, I want us to go downtown. I want us to look at this building." And we pull up, and God bless him, and maybe his gender. He said, "I just don't see it." And I said, "Well, good news. I see it all." Yeah. So you don't have to worry about seeing it because we shared that building for a while. Oh. So my husband had been employed um by um CHI when we first moved here. Um the Catholic Health Institution and then um when that organization pulled away um from our hospital, we went out on our own. Oh, wow. And so when we were looking at that building at the time, um, the back part of our building, like where the bathrooms and the baby area is now, was actually the clinic. Oh, okay. You don't see any of that from your experience when you come into Scraps, but that back area that tends to be like our work office area and so forth, that was all the exam rooms, the lab room, mm-hmm. the office, the waiting room, and you actually entered the clinic through the very back of the building. Okay. So we refinished all of that because it was undone. So when we when we took over the building, there was a batting cage in there. There were, um, you know, the different rooms in scraps. They they had, you know, like gaming stations or different activities. Um, The walls were lime green purple orange hot pink yellow and right in front of the like where the bar is the scraps coffee bar right now above that wall um was like there were pizzas and hot dogs and things painted all over the window so um that
0: screams game time all those neon colors
1: that did that that totally fit the motif but um there's a lot of paint that went on those walls um, to to transform that place Yeah. yeah from top to bottom
0: yeah so I, I had no idea, and that makes sense because because yeah. if I if I recall correctly, that back area I mean, you 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 have some merchandise in those back areas. Now, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So that
0: yeah those those are all brand new sheetrock and, and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah cool. it's all redone. So okay. as soon as my husband felt established enough, he bought the building that um, is actually the old radio station here in town just kind of through the back back door of scraps and and we remodeled that building oh. but at the time you know we weren't he he was getting his feet wet you know sure. sharing a space
0: well i think that your origin story is a important one um, not only for for history's sake but <laughs> also learning moving forward sometimes you know opening up a business you talked about changing the the business plan and we can really get into Mm -hmm. more of a business lecture here, but, um, sometimes people, people need bite-sized chunks when starting a business, you know, Mm -hmm. opening up and and having multi-purpose use for you and your husband, you know, that's a lot more manageable initially Mm -hmm. compared to buying, I don't know how many square foot that is and and say, Hey, I'm going to start a coffee shop. Um, so I think learning from that, how can we as a community, um, or as building owners, if we're looking for investments, how can we make bite-sized investments for mm-hmm. for business owners? Because I've, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but we have such big buildings to where yes. if you want to you want to open up a coffee shop in um, the three-story building. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to come with a couple million dollars, you know, fact for for, for you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh a, a small town business. Absolutely. It, it's scary. Yes. So how can we how can we break that down? And, and William um on his episode he talked about maybe um adding in the factor of residential use in, in upper upper stairs units. Yes. Uh, just basically making it to where um opportunity isn't as demand you know daunting. As, yeah daunting.
1: Yeah right? sharing the cost of yeah. those yeah. things. Yeah. So absolutely very cool. Well yeah.
0: we will move on to mm-hmm. Broadway Vitals. So okay. um previous segment was all about your building. This mm-hmm. is gonna be in broader sense all about downtown. So okay. really you are a you're a long standing business, so mm-hmm. you have a a better feel than most would for the pros and cons of being downtown. So mm-hmm. um most people I, I like to uh touch on the, the cons first, mm-hmm. but But people are usually so nice that they (laughs) like to, you know, talk about something bad, but then they really just spend most of their time talking about the good stuff. So Mm -hmm. let's let's um, I guess let's just get it out of the way. Let's talk about the good stuff. What do you enjoy about being a business owner downtown? What are some of the advantages?
1: Um, You know, I think being downtown for me is. I like that everything seems to be in one, you know, space or most of our goods and services are, you know, on that Broadway or either side of that, Mm -hmm. you know, where other small towns that I've been in, I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know, to get to that business, you have to drive like three miles off the beaten path. That's got to be harder. So I really appreciate being downtown, you know, um, to where you feel like that's where the buzz is. That's where everything's going on. I feel you know, very fortunate to be. I feel like in prime property. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's come up in the past with business owners, and I do think there's opportunity to leverage that even more. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the businesses that we we can focus on the the bad things as far as rundown buildings and and this and that, but really, if you if you do look at what we do have, we've have some pretty strong businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can find ways to continue to make an experience for customers mm-hmm. of, hey, I'm, I'm this, this morning. I'm gonna go shop at, at Off Broadway Boutique, mm-hmm. and I want a cup of coffee. Right? Yeah. Those those go hand in hand. Those experiences go hand in hand. And it's tough for one business to pull that. Um, but on the flip side to what you're saying is, you can really leverage that as a business owner of not only all of your efforts that you're putting in to advertising and getting people downtown, but also all the other businesses that are drawing people as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So you mentioned a little bit about what our, our downtown already has going for it. Um, Now you personally, what is, what stands out about downtown as a community member?
1: You know, just how it's positioned, you know, how everything is together yeah. and, and how the the businesses that are, are full, I mean, there's life in that there looks like there's life in that, you know? And so I think that, you know, I wish fewer places were vacant, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I do think that there is good locations and there is good, good visibility to that. And you don't have to, you know, drive all over the place to, to find something, right.
0: So to back that up, Mm -hmm. that's also came up um, of how how smaller downtown is. Sometimes it feels like a daunting task to revitalize downtown, Mm -hmm. like it's this huge, huge uh, project that's that's never ending. But Mm
1: -hmm.
0: really, comparatively speaking, we've got three blocks worth worth (laughs) of buildings. Right, Uh,
1: exactly. We've got three
0: blocks worth of buildings, and um, I you know over half of them are already occupied. Um, mm-hmm. so it's not that daunting of a task. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if we just take a step back and, and realize we've got the right foundation in place, we just need to do a little bit better job about some of the gaps, mm-hmm. um, in pursuing mm-hmm. those. So, okay. That leads us to the cons. What you, you mentioned, I, I imagine you'll probably focus some of your cons on, on some of the empty buildings. Is that, is that where you feel the biggest? Um, uh, our biggest setback is, is, is the empty buildings?
1: Well, I think empty buildings also, you know, make your mind think, what's not working? What's not going on? What, you know, is there something trending us downward? Right. I mean, I come from a very small community. I grew up in Sterling, Kansas, and um, there is not one storefront open in that tiny little town and they are building above buildings. They are renovating above buildings. Um, but I know that their chamber, their economic development, their city, their County have worked really hard together to provide some incentives Mm -hmm. and some programs to help bring quote kids back. I mean, and there are so many kids that were, you know, above me in school, below me in school that are coming back home and making life there. Mm -hmm. And, if I take those two and compare them, and I'm not saying Sterling, Kansas is the example of all examples, but, you know, it's it's half the size of Larned. And I look at that and I think, when you drive into that town, it just feels like, I want to be here. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something for me. How can I get into the mix of this? And so I think that even if a building is vacant, instead of it looking like a storage unit, perhaps, <laughs> you know, that somehow a vacancy could be the facade of that could look like something's to come, Right. you know, that hope. May, yeah. hope. yeah. A glimmer that there's some, there's an idea here yeah. that something's to come. And so I think that's sort of my issue with vacant buildings, you know, is that it doesn't just say, Hey, I'm a vacant building. It says other things mm-hmm. about your community. And so, maybe just the presentation of that and then, you know, going beyond how the taxing entities and the chamber and economic development can work with uh, people that have a budding idea for a business and say, how can we help you occupy that space? Mm -hmm. Or how can three or four of you occupy that space and make something work?
0: Right. In my past conversations, uh, it seems like we're at a standstill in regards to how to approach vacant buildings? So it, everybody that I talk to realizes that that's mm-hmm. an issue. Sure, um, because it's pretty pretty obvious,
1: right? <laughs> so true. Um,
0: it's, it's pretty obvious that that's an issue, but um, when when you talk to government entities, um, there's only so much that they can do as far as just rights go, right? You know, sure. Property owners have have rights, um, and and they're very rightfully so. Uh, respective of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of passes the buck on to, um, well, how about, how about economic development and, and the chamber? And I'm, I'm on, I'm part of the chamber and mm-hmm. I'm on the economic development board. And mm-hmm. It's, it, it, I do want to point out that it is, it is on economic development's mind, obviously sure. with, um, mm-hmm. I guess naturally with me being on that and me having this, it's on our mind. And I'm sure it's on, I know it's on the, the city's mind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to economic development, we often look at these and, and we're like, well, what can we do? Right. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's owned by somebody out of state. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, <laughs> right. It, it's, everybody has, has a reason for it not being in their, their ballpark. Right. Um, and, and it's, it's legitimate too. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore that kind of steps in community mm-hmm. and, Almost having higher expectations uh, for things and having uh, higher anticipation for things. So, uh, (laughs) I just did a long ramble to say. (laughs) Hopefully, if if nothing else from this podcast, we have um, at the end of it a group of people that has set the bar a little bit higher, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more accountability and motivation behind um, holding people accountable and what, what the community can. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's the biggest opportunity is, is just, uh, privately, you know, maybe not even a a board or, or a governing body, Mm -hmm. um, but just a community of people who want to take steps in the right direction.
1: Because I think about when I came to town, you know, and thinking about, well, what buildings for me Mm -hmm. and the building that I'm in now, I wasn't, that wasn't my first location, I was actually um, at 418 Broadway, and that building was taken on by a man who looks out of state, and you know had the desire to renovate that place and and bring in business, and that was happening until I think that big city concept of now I can make more money, I can charge more rent, yeah. changed, and all of a sudden everybody's out of there, yeah, right. you know, and, and and I could own a property for what I you know they wanted rent for, um, but I think. Could there be a place a group of members or whatever that if you said, Hey, I have this burning desire, I have this passion, I have this idea, don't know if it would work, but I think I wanna I think I wanna do something. Where would be a good place for me to go? Where could I set up shop? What who could I share with? What could I do? Because I can't imagine the man that owned the building that I'm burst in is making any money right now with it being empty. Yeah. Something would be better than nothing. Right. You know?
0: And taxes at $6,000 a year. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. And so, I mean, I'm just thinking if I'm that individual out there, if I'm that want to stay at home mom or kind of want to work a little bit that has that hobby or that passion and says, I'd like to do something, I just don't really know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Where do you go? You know, where do you even begin? You know what I mean? Um, And and maybe that would help, Mm -hmm. you know, help that. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, unless you have anything to add, I'm going to move on to my favorite segment. Okay, which is great. Spitballers. Great. <laughs> which every time I bring up spitballers, I don't. I Where did I, you get that term? Yeah. Is yeah. that a baseball term? <laughs> yeah, that's what people say. It's a baseball term, yeah. <laughs> um, so spitballers all about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really just projecting uh, dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Of of. Where realistically, where are we heading and where would we like to head? Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think would make the shopping experience better for the average Joe walking down?
1: Broadway? You know, I am still amazed after sixteen years of business that there is always somebody who lives and learned, it, comes in and says, "I had no idea you have coffee, <laughs> you know, and that's the day that you've paid for your new sign, you know, and you're <laughs> thinking, Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, um, but I'm I'm still amazed at how there is maybe a lack of knowledge of all the goods and services that Larned has to offer. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not promoting. Let's build a Walmart. I'm not saying we have a chocolate factory somewhere. You know what I mean? But I I really, obviously, from my own background growing up, I really come from that mindset of I'm going to look thick and thin here before I go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna ask, can somebody do that for me, you know, as a goods and service before I go somewhere else? And I just don't know that people in our community honestly know everything that we that we do offer people, not just scraps, I mean the downtown community as a whole. And when when my husband and I were talking about this, I said, you know, my mom and dad are in their 70s. God bless them. They have an email address, but I don't know that they check it. (laughs) You know, the fact that they have an iPad and they even know the word Facebook is, you know, humorous to me to some degree. But I think about the platforms, you know, that I use to let people know about my business, and I don't think that that always hits that platform of people like my parents age. You know, yes I know there's a newspaper. Yes I know there's a television, there's a radio, but I don't think that those methods are methods that we're all using to attract people to tell them what we have. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have Facebook or you don't have Instagram or whatever it is that you're using, I still think there's a segment of the population here that isn't aware of what we offer because our technology drives us further to let people know what we offer. Right. And so I'm not suggesting that I have the answer to that, but somehow if there was a way to, to really be you know, the list of what all businesses carry and do, that would be, I think, helpful in some way. I also um, am probably, I think, of retail businesses next to doers next door to me um, on Saturdays I stay up until five 30. I think yours is six o'clock. Um, but everyone else is either noon or two o'clock. And I find a lot of times that people will come from out of town, like say Great Bend, Ellenwood over to shop and not all of our businesses are open. Right. And so I don't know if there's a way to maybe coordinate a Saturday or a, a change in that, that maybe, That's yeah, that would, would, um, you know, be like, well, gosh, I drove over here and there's just one store or two stores open. I I tend to hear that quite a bit. And so I don't know if that would, you know, generate something different too.
0: Sure. Yeah. So that being said, um, what do you, you mentioned on, on what you think Lauren could be, Mm -hmm. um, in regards to that, do you have any I haven't asked this question before because I, ha- I don't oh, boy. That the way I, position it. Um, but artsy. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any artsy ideas? Because that is one thing that mm-hmm. I think is the, our biggest opportunity for improvement, and the, probably the easiest. Step yes, absolutely. Is just creating some some culture behind uh, the arts. Yeah. Really. Um, so, do you have any ideas in that in that regard?
1: You know, I, I was. When we were talking about, you know, what was your building before and those kinds of things, I guess in my mind, I kind of think about like this guided um, audio tour that you can do around Larned, like as if you were walking through the Smithsonian, because I mean, I've lived here for almost 17 years and there's things I'm like, that was that or that's cool. I had no idea or that's so neat. Or I see people share pictures of Larned on Facebook from years ago and I think that is so incredible. You know, I wish that like every storefront had a, had like, you know, the black and white photo of what their business really was, or maybe if it was two or three things over time and kind of told the history of that. Mm -hmm. So like if you stopped into the chamber and you wanted to pick up an audio set or a brochure or whatever, you could literally walk the, 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 the downtown, whether the business is open or not, and you would be able to know this is what it looked like. Obviously this is what it looks like now. Right. And you would have all that information, you know, at your disposal.
0: If, since it's your idea, okay, you're, you're going to be the, the I'm voice. I'm
1: on it. You're the voice. <laughs> oh, I'm the voice. I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm on it. That's, no, that's, that's. I just think cool. it would be so cool because there's, I mean, there's, and, and also if it's a vacant lot, a sign, a post that has that picture that just says, this is what it was, you know, this is what it used to be, or it was burnt in a fire, it was torn down to replace to something else. I just think that you, you won't lose the traditions.
0: And those are, those are cheap solutions, relatively speaking.
1: And I do believe that those are great places to start, like you said. And then what that does is it begins to, I think, say, oh, we're making a change. Incremental, small, but we're, we're beginning that ball to roll. Yeah.
0: And honestly, if you, if, if you're a, the average person doesn't do anything unless their heart's in it. So the, <laughs> the history behind buildings usually stirs hearts, you know, like, Oh, that's, that was an old. It's we, an emotional attachment yeah, to something. It's an old mm-hmm. uh, bakery. Um, yeah, you know, I hadn't really ever thought about that. But how right. cool yeah. would it be to make that bakery again and have a cool little place the same layout? You know, that's what gets people going. Absolutely. And whenever that's in the dark, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to be. You know, it's hard to, for somebody to stumble upon that. You know, we want it to be yeah. easy for people to stumble upon, right? To stumble upon inspiration. So right, um, that
1: that would be my idea. I think that would be really fun. I like it. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I'm wrapping up here. Okay. We're at 34 minutes. So that's, I'm, that's usually good. Are we over time? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you probably just touched on it, but um, what do you think would be the easiest and most impactful change that we could make and where should basically where should we start as a community?
1: You know, one thing that I'm always, um, fond of is that, you know, they always tell you if, if somebody copies you, you should consider it flattery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do look around um, communities, example, the one I came from, and I see how they do things well and that, you know, they have a 4th of July celebration that's 135 years old. And there are over 5,000 people that end up in that community on one day. And I've had evidence to that because my parents live right across the street from where the lake and from where all that happens. And, you know, that tradition has never stopped. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed when I first came to larnit is I actually arrived 17 years ago on a Moonlight Madness night. Oh wow. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Stay, yeah. 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 And I just thought, this is really neat. I mean, they 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 are finding things to celebrate. And unfortunately, I think over time those things have drawn back. And what's sad to me is that when you stop a tradition, I don't think it ever comes back. Or it doesn't come back in the manner that it that it was originally originated in. And so one of my thoughts has always been. If I was a struggling business for example or I'm a struggling community or I'm wanting to to better those things I'm going to find somebody that I say they're doing it well and I'm going to go talk to them and I'm going to pick their brain and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try to benchmark myself against that because I look at that and that's exciting to me and that's challenging to me and I just wonder you know what would be the harm in And the powers that be, or the people that be, those that are interested in seeing this kind of change, you know, grab hands with a community, I'll say Sterling as my example, and say, what have you done to make this work? What is it that, that you've had, you know, going for you that brings kids back, that your storefronts are full, that they're remodeling up above and higher? What's going on there that you guys did that you said, ah, that was the kicker, that worked? Right. And I think, what's the harm in that?
0: Right, that's that's a very good point. Of if you if you look if you only look inwardly, then then you won't. You'll you'll always be trying to recreate the wheel, and and with it, it's it's funny because there are standouts within the the rural America. Yep. That that rural America isn't dying in those places. Right. And it's, and it's successful. And I truly feel that we have the. Uh, the assets in place and the opportunity in place to be one of those places that, um, man, it really shines. And, um, and, and honestly, Mm -hmm. it's not saying that we don't right now. Uh, There's just room.
1: There's room to do it better. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, Talene, last question. As a community member, what's the best way to get involved?
1: You know, from a, from being a business owner, you know, when you talk about involvement, I guess, you know, I I just tell people, again, shop local. Do everything you can to say, hey, where can I get this? Who can help me with this? But I think being involved is in whatever niche that is of your life. You know, if you're you're a stay-at-home mom and it's the other moms that come to the door, if it's your church community, if it's your kids' athletics, if you're just in the business world, if it's your career, find a way to invest your time. It doesn't always have to be your money. It doesn't always have to be a donation, but it has to be a way that you can say, what can I do for my community today? Yeah. Because then that leads to tomorrow. And then that's an example for our children who hopefully remember this as home mm-hmm. and want to give back into that in some way. There's always something that you can do to be involved somewhere in your little niche of the world in Larned, Kansas. Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. Very good. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. It's uh, once once we. I don't know how long this this podcast will go. Who knows? But, Hopefully, a long time. Um, I think it's a great thing. If it if it lasts long enough and we have enough to talk about, we'd be pleasure to have you
1: back. Well, thank you. I'd like to. Thank <laughs> you.
0: Um, so that'll do it for this week of the Downtown Learning Podcast. We were so grateful to have you. Um, tune in next week. Bye. want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of the downtown learner podcast we hope that this episode has both blessed and encouraged you if you haven't yet go like our facebook page and leave a comment
1: with your biggest thoughts and takeaways from this week's episode have a great rest of your week god bless